Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Always a pleasure on the Cannabis 101 podcast when I get to chat with my good friend Chris Ionson of Natural History Cannabis and uh, important and fun to take a look at the natural history of cannabis. And, you know, Chris, today was a holiday in, in Canada and, and lots of other places as well. How was your cold but sunny holiday day? Uh, yeah, you know, my, my holiday was uh, pretty nice, very chill. Uh, I just spent it at home, did a lot of uh, stuff around the house, uh, a little bit of couch time and, uh, you know, a couple of shows too. And, Definitely a lot of cannabis was consumed, for sure. Well, that is uh, fitting. I mean, there are so many people that uh, consider cannabis part of the family, and, and for a lot of people it is. And, and for some people, it's part of the family for their enjoyment. For other families, it is um, a, a literal lifesaver. And we, we've talked about some people in the past that have used cannabis to get their life back on track. And, and you know, it's family day that we're celebrating in Alberta. And it's so fitting that we're talking about this cultivar today because it really impacted a family and gave them some much needed relief, like thousands of others uh, probably since. So we're talking about Charlotte's Web, a.k.a hippies disappointment uh, because it's a cbd dominant 50 50 hybrid so tell us a little bit about this legendary cbd dominant cultivar that has just an amazing cool and 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 just literally you know at at, at one point in time life-saving cultivar and the story behind it yeah you know it's uh one of the cooler backstories to, to cannabis and it's uh you know it's this cultivar is named after you know an amazing child uh and on October 18th, uh, in 2006, Matt and Paige, Fiji, uh, and their son, Max, were blessed with uh, twin sisters, Chase and Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte was nicknamed Charlie. Uh, and at three months, Charlie had uh, a, a seizure, and her, her eyes were flickering, and she was taken to the hospital for, for full checks, and uh, they had no idea what was going on. And by the time she was two, the seizure had become more constant, uh, and there was numerous trips to the ER, and the family was told that she had Drave syndrome, uh, which is uh, a severe intractable epilepsy, um, and it's, it can be catastrophic. Uh, it's a lifelong form of epilepsy that begins in the first year of life uh, with frequent or prolonged seizures. You know, I, you know, and, and I say this luckily, you know, I've, I've had, uh, you know, health challenges in, in my life, whether it's myself, uh, my wife, my mom, different different things like that, different family members. I've seen video of, of what some of these families go through when, when children have seizures. And I, and I talked to a wonderful uh, doctor at the University of Saskatchewan that is doing some incredible studies with this. That would be one of the hardest things to ever watch. Your child in pain, no matter what it is, but a seizure where you're, you really have no control. And, and as we're going to find out, the, the fixes for it are not pleasant. I just can't imagine how powerless that must make a parent feel seeing their child in that state when you really don't know what to do you would feel almost useless as a parent yeah absolutely i can just i can imagine how how rough that would have been on the family uh you know and they, and they tried they tried everything uh, you know the pharma industry could throw at this condition uh and, and by the time charlotte was five uh her father matt who was in the uh, american military 
uh, and he was raised to you know stay away from drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd come across he'd come across come across a video online showing uh, a child with uh, Dravet syndrome uh, using cannabis to help. And uh, at this point, Charlotte was having about 300 seizures a week. Uh, that's almost two every hour, wow. and that, you know they had exhausted the the numerous pharmaceutical options, and cannabis was kind of the next option uh, that they kind of looked towards. And at the, at this point in the state. Um, Cannabis, uh, cannabis's medical uses were very limited, uh, and it took the family a lot of effort. Uh, and they had to get two doctors to sign off on on giving their five year old cannabis as as medicine. But uh, they were able to to work that out and find two doctors. Uh, just in, uh, that number is staggering: two seizures every hour. I mean, yeah, this is like you you would your a your child would never get any peace and neither would the rest of your family i mean it would be mm-hmm. exhausting and then to to find out what there might be a light at the end of the tumble there might be a a a, a you know a some sort of uh, relief here but it's almost it's so hard to attain because of the the laws and the rules i mean I, I, you're thinking, oh my goodness, we have a solution, but how do we get there? That would almost be just as frustrating to to know that it's you know almost within your reach, but still such a process. Yeah, it it definitely was a process for the family. Uh, Paige, uh, the mother, she went on a mission to track track down cannabis in Colorado uh, that was higher in CBD, uh, which at the time was very rare, and so she was able to track down a. A smaller amount at a Denver dispensary. Uh, she ended up paying eight hundred dollars uh, for the CBD-rich grass, and um, she had a friend who had just started a business of a medicine extraction. So she gave the friend the cannabis and uh, got them to extract the cannabinoids from the cannabis, and she ended up putting uh, a small amount uh, under Charlotte's tongue uh, for the very first time, and kind of observed and really watched uh, how her daughter reacted to it. And hours went by with no seizure. And the whole day and that whole night, Charlotte had no seizures and none the next day either. So uh, Paige and Matt were elated. Um, Charlotte had gone from having 300 seizures a week down to just one. That's phenomenal. Like it's just from the, from the first moment they tried CBD, it was an instant success. And I can only imagine what that first hour and then two hours and then three hours and then six hours or 12 hours or 24 that whole week you're, you're wondering when is the other shoe going to drop when is this going to stop when is this going to not work what what weird side effects might there be and it was just like I, I you know it would almost be you know like sometimes people think anxiety and and things like that only happens when there's bad stuff but when good stuff is happening and you've struggled for so long it's sometimes hard to accept that good stuff is happening and i and imagine with 300 seizures a week to just one it would have been a, a hard week until you really got used to how it worked and really believed in it. It might've been hard for them to think, when is this going to, you know, when's the bottom going to fall out? Like all the other stuff. Right. I mean, that first little yeah. while as exciting as it must've been, it also must've been terribly nerve wracking for them. Don't you think? I, I bet. Yeah. I mean, for, for everything that kind of led up to that too, and, and then seeing all these different, uh, options fail and, and not really offer any relief uh, and then to finally you know 
get that result from cannabis. Like, right. Uh, but you know, just amazing. The, the, the also, so that that first hour when you're looking and you're like, "Huh, this is cool," and then every hour just builds yeah. and builds more belief and more enjoyment and more seeing your daughter like you have never seen her before. I mean, this must have been, yeah. you know, other than when their their children were born. This must have been one of the greatest weeks, months, whatever it turned into for this entire family. Yeah, that's absolutely, man. It must have been huge for the family for sure. Um, they did, however, uh, in just a couple of weeks, their excitement kind of turned into a panic as, uh, as they started to run out of the extract oh. that they had from that first batch of cannabis. Uh, and, and like I mentioned, the CBD cannabis was hard to come by back then. So, um, you know, they were having tough times kind of planning out how they were going to reload, uh, you know, their, their order there. And, and also the, the cost of what was needed was about $2,000 a month. And that was most definitely not co- covered by insur- insurance yeah. uh, back then. So, yeah. Well, it yeah. was, it was hard enough just to find what you needed back then. We're talking like 2011, 2008, or, you know, so I think 2008 when was when her seizure started and a couple of years later, she's five years old. So you're talking about 2011, you know, that's still seven years before legalization in, in Canada. Um, so mm-hmm. it, obviously it was first, it was hard to find. And then, you know, it was impossible to find anybody to cover it. But when it's your child, you're going to sell everything you have uh, to, to make them healthy. And you would do as a parent, you would do anything to give your child even a moment's peace. And so, you know, I'm sure it wasn't easy, uh, but they found a way to, to sort of get through it for a while. And, and yeah, I, that would have been panic. Chris, to know that, mm-hmm. oh, we found something that works. Now, how do we continue it? It would have been, it would have kept you up all night worrying like, how am I going to find legally this amount of cannabis and how are we going to pay for it? I mean, just that alone, knowing that you had a solution and then now it might be out of your hands would have been just so scary. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and you know, the the Fiji family, like they were, they were fortunate enough that uh, they actually had heard of a of a, of a family called they were the Stanley uh, family, uh, and they had a cannabis farm, and they had a bunch of CBD flour that no one wanted, uh, and. Uh, Paige Figgy actually contacted Joel Stanley, uh, one of the brothers there, and he she had asked uh, you know about their medical grow and and if they would consider you know adding the five year old Charlotte as one of their patients. And um, at the time, the, the six brothers: uh, Joel, Jesse, John, Jordan, Jared, and Josh. So all six J's. The uh, joint there. brothers. The joint brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> uh, they all had a meeting about it, and and uh, you know decided they were going to take her on. Uh, at first, they were hesitant uh, to bring on such a young patient, uh, but then they they got to meet her, uh, and they were they fell in love with uh, this little little girl, and they wanted to help. And so the the cultivar Charlotte's Web was created, uh, and it was a, a genetic cross of uh, reclining Buddha by Harlot Sue. And uh, yeah, just kind of a, a legendary story there. They ended up uh, um, hooking up the uh, Figi family with, with the cannabis uh, and there wasn't really a set kind of cost. It was whatever the family could afford uh, at the time. So uh, through that, Charlotte was able to get uh, her steady kind of CBD flower uh, flowing to her. And it was uh, just a tremendous story. And uh, you know, with the, the Stanley family, I, I feel like uh, I've heard them call, being called this, and I, I agree. They were the Robin Hoods of cannabis. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, <laughs> just, you know, I, listen, when a family comes to you and says, this is the only thing that has given our five-year-old daughter and her siblings and us any kind of relief, can you help me? How could you possibly turn them away? And obviously the Stanley family um, saw how important this was. Um, you know, had a product that, you know, it's not like their product was flying off the shelves, as you said. And and they looked at this situation and said, we, we have to be human here. You know, we have to help this family. We know that this works. And then for them to offer up whatever they can pay, like that is just like that. And you know what, Chris, we, we talk about this quite a bit when whenever you and I chat about the cannabis way, right? The cannabis culture, the cannabis mm -hmm. lifestyle is a bit of a pay it forward kind of lifestyle from guys giving away seeds for free so that the, the cultivars can be out there or the, the Stanley family saying, hey, just pay what you can pay and, and we want to help your daughter. First of all, we're going to create this. We're going to name it after her and Charlotte's Web. I mean, it is just another mm -hmm. example about of, of how... You know, most people in the cannabis culture take care of each other and want to take care of each other. And it is, you know, it's a cliche, but it is a bit of a family and it is quite a big family. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying there aren't people that are only in it for themselves in the cannabis industry, because that would be absurd because it is a business after all. But more and more, you, I think, anyway, we hear more about these kind of stories. There are more of these kind of stories, in my opinion, than the oh, this guy ripped everybody off and greed and, and whatever. I, 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 I yeah. certainly think so anyway. I'm not sure how you have, you know, much more um, uh, uh, knowledge about the industry, but these are the kind of stories that I'm hearing more routinely than the negative stories and the greed stories. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Dean. I think that's just part of the cannabis culture and how it's always been. Um, you know, if you, um, if you've got weed and someone, someone, a friend doesn't, you're going to, you know, share your weed with them and, and that'll come around to you too. And it's just always been kind of a take care of each other uh, mentality. And, um, you know, with the, this story about Charlotte's web too, I mean, um, it was, it was picked up, uh, you know, I, I believe CNN did a, a like a, a cover, they called it weed. And it was uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta did this, uh, you know, 45 minute documentary about um, cannabis, medical cannabis. And it really kind of put a, a focus globally on, on medical cannabis with, with children. And so like, through Charlotte Fiege and her parents and everyone kind of like uh, stepping up and, and them fighting to, to, to get this, you know, passed and, and, you know, allow children to, to receive uh, CBD as medicine. Uh, it's, it's changed the world, uh, you know, on a global scale. And, uh, you know, Charlotte is, will forever be, uh, you know, a cannabis legend. And uh, Charlotte Fiege sadly passed away April 7th, uh, 2020 at the young age of 13. Uh, and uh, April 7th is, Charlotte Charlotte Fiji Day in in Colorado now, and they, they kind of celebrate and honor her. And um, you know her treatment with, of epilepsy with CBD broke open the cannabis industry movement uh, and forever changed the world on on you know the views on cannabis being used as a medicine. So, like I said, forever a legend. Yeah, the legacy uh, lives on. Unfortunately, Charlotte does not, but the legacy 
lives on. And, you know, April 7th is almost like, you know, we, we, we all celebrate April 20th, right? We all try to celebrate 420. Mm-hmm. April 7th is almost like the CBD version of 420 because it's it's her day. Yeah. And, you know, it, it should be celebrated for that many reasons. And you talked about Dr. Gupta. He was he was a guy who changed this tune. Like, I remember him saying some things. He was, wasn't sure about cannabis. And then he did research and he, yeah. and he changed this tune. And he said, yeah, there is stuff. Unlike guys like Dr. Phil who said smoking weeds like pouring water into your computer which is just such a uh irresponsible thing to say for a guy who i don't even know if he is a real doctor or not but he has a tv show where his name is doctor in front of him but anyway i'm just saying like the the smart people out there that are open-minded they can check themselves and say hey i need to look into this i'm seeing actual uh facts and actual proof that this is helping a child i need to look at this more i need to do more research and he did and it's been beneficial i mean charlotte's web is a legacy cannabis uh cultivar you know we talk about land race it's a legacy race a cultivar and and it is you know, since then, I, I can't imagine the amount of people and and different cultivars like it that is that it's helped. Yeah, for sure. It, it, yeah, it really kind of broke open the CBD world. And uh, I love your notion of uh, April seventh being like a CBD day. I think that's that's cool. Yeah, we should celebrate Charlotte across the world because there are probably so many families that would have never known about this for their children if it wasn't for her. Yeah. And yes, it's it's terribly sad that she has passed away but like i said her legacy and her family's hard work is going to forever be known as a savior for so many families and and it's only right i think worldwide april 7th should be celebrated as uh, charlotte's day mm-hmm. yeah for sure <laughs> so i i think it's uh it's just it, you know we talk about you know, different, the, the natural, when we talk about the natural history of, of cannabis, this was a natural remedy for this family. And, you know, oftentimes we talk about these amazing cultivars that blow our minds and have these wild stories. This is truly a human story. I mean, this is a story that for a brief period of time gave that family a chance to be a normal family and gave Charlotte an opportunity to enjoy life without 300 seizures or a a seizure every two hours. I mean, even for that short time, it must have been just absolute bliss for that family. And and now other families uh, certainly get the benefits. So I, I don't think we can talk about stories like this enough, Chris. And if people do not know about this, and if somebody's hearing this for the first time, I'm so excited because maybe it will help somebody else that they know of. Although people, I think, you know, within the uh, the, the epilepsy world, are, are I think cannabis now, thanks to people like the Charlotte and her family, is, is much more well-known. Not saying everybody uses it, but I think more and more families especially with legalization in Canada, the amount of states that have at least medical cannabis. I I would like to think that this is much more widespread than certainly, you know, in in the early 2000s when when Charlotte's family was looking at it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's... been a, I'm sure it was a struggle for them back then. And, uh, you know, I feel feel for any family that's going through it right now. But fortunately... um, you know, we've kind of seen what, what CBD can do. So uh, it's, it's awesome. And now it is grown quite a bit more uh, and more readily available. So Yeah. And listen, good. I'll, I'll tell you, I use uh, CBD in a vape cart uh, during the day and it's, it's 
brilliant. Like it is, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I get the effects of, uh, you know, the, the CBD and the, the cannabinoids in the plant. Uh, but I stay away from the THC until I get my work done. I've, as I've talked about when I was doing a cannabis podcast <laughs> every day, it was pretty legit to be smoking THC all the time. Now my job has changed and I need something. Uh, I still need the, the benefits of, of the plant and I get it through CBD and you can vape it, you can smoke it, uh, you can take it as as oil you could take it as tinctures there are just so many ways now that you can get the benefits of of cbd and it's it's an all-day thing for me yeah right yeah same here that uh that acdc cookies card yeah. stuff from natural history that's that's one of my uh favorite kind of uh daily daily go go tos it's, it's just amazing yeah makes me feel great yeah I, i'm with you on that one and and it's it's been um, you know, really beneficial to me and, and, you know, and I certainly don't have the, uh, the seizures, but it helps with my anxiety. It helps with my mental health. It, it helps with a lot of things. So, uh, it's good stuff right there. Speaking of good stuff, you, you and I had the chance, you know, seems like forever ago to tour natural history, the facility, uh, that you proudly yeah. now work for. Tell me about, uh, tell me about some, uh, tours, uh, of facilities that you've been on. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough. Uh, I think I've been on seven facility tours, uh, just being in the industry and, uh, just being fortunate enough to, to meet some, some cool people that have invited me out. And, uh, I just love, uh, being around the plants, being surrounded by plants and just opening the door up and getting the smell hit you, hit you right in the face. And, um, and seeing the varying stages too. Like I love going on a tour and, you know, where we start in the nursery and then we kind of go through the different stages until the very last room you check out is, is going to be chopped down in a day or two. And it's just big, robust buds and mm, it's good stuff. I, uh, I was lucky enough. Um, I think since we last talked, you know, I've done a couple of tours at our facility, uh, brought up some, some retailers out and, uh, it, it's, it's just amazing. It's, I, I, my last tour, I was kind of telling them it's like the, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. and I was singing. I was singing that song to them. That come with me. That that's how I feel about that place. It is. It is a wonder. Uh, just no Oompa Loompas, unfortunately. I was just gonna say, watch um, out for the Oompa Loompas because they might no. look cute, but I don't think they were <laughs> cute at all. And as I got older, uh, I'm like, wow. I, I I remember Lollapalooza 1994, seeing the band Veruca Salt, and I'm like wow, this is like my childhood because Veruca Salt, obviously one of the characters in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I'm glad you guys yeah. don't have any Oompa Loompas there. No, no, I, I keep trying to find them. I, I never <laughs> do, but uh, uh, yeah, but the, the, the tours that I had, they were led by our, our chief scientist, uh, Reed Myers, and uh, he is legit one of the most knowledgeable weed guys I've ever known. Uh, it's, it's just, you got questions, ask him, and uh, it's just amazing to you know, have him to kind of tour us through this facility that he helped, uh, build, uh, you know, build up and get going. And, and, uh, everyone that goes on the tours is just, you leave there with this like energy, a buzz of like, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm proud to be in the cannabis industry. It's very cool to see. And in our facility, it's going full bore right now. Like it's, it feels like it's just every room, you know, it's, it's busy. We we've got things on the go. It's great to see well, we were out there a couple of years ago, I think now, or it seems, seems like a couple of years ago, maybe a year and a half. I'm not sure. But... I think it was uh, September 2020. Yeah, I, so I, there I you go. I forget that one. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and it was, I, I found it quite 
uh, just fascinating and busy and, and the different things to see. I can't imagine what it's like now with the different products that are out there. So you're going to have to get me back out to the uh, facility at, at Natural History Atlas because I got to see everything that you guys yeah. have going on. Like, I mean, the stuff that must be new compared to when I was out there is fascinating. What What are some of the new things yeah. that you guys have going on right now? Yeah, so for Natural History, I mean, geez, there's um, – our, our, our Calumet pre-rolls just dropped. Um, that's kind of one of my favorite go-to cultivars. Super smooth, super tasty. Um, can't wait to see this one in a vape. Uh, mm. Hopefully that comes up real soon. Uh, we've got our, our garlic cane uh, dried flowers going to be dropping here soon in Alberta. Um, that's a genetic cross with a GMO cross with the slurricane. Uh, very potent, very dank buds. Um, got a great smell to it uh if you like your dank buds um real awesome terp- terpene profile and content um and that should be in store soon so like that's exciting uh but e- even just being at the facility Dino, uh and and like we, we do all of our packaging there right and i walked into this room and uh there's five people sitting around tables and they were just loading up uh, shredded lettuce um, into those bags. And and I had to like pause the tour to like give them a, you know, thumbs up saying like, great job. I I love our shredded lettuce. I think the mill's just perfect on it. And it's, I regularly just have one in my kit uh, all the time. And uh, I gave them, you know, props for it and 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 one of the women pointed behind her and said like see these tubs here and there's a good a good amount of, of huge tubs so like that's all shredded lettuce so it, mm. it's, it's great to see kind of full bore uh we're gonna get more more product into this stores and uh just exciting time right now for the company uh slurricane i love it but mostly i love mm-hmm. it because when i'm consuming it all I do is sing the Bob Dylan song Hurricane, but change the hurricane to Slurricane. And so I get twice as much enjoyment out of it. You know, it's like when I get Acapulco Gold, I'm thinking of Cheech and Chong. And when I get Slurricane, I'm thinking of Bob Dylan and, and the Hurricane song. And so that's amazing. I'm looking forward to the Garlicane and I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, the Tallyman pre-rolls. And, and I love the ACDC uh, cart. I mean, that is such a go-to uh, that, that I think really people should check it out. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, I've told quite a few people about it, uh, and I keep getting the like, "Hey, you were right about it." So mm-hmm. it was nice to hear that that feedback after you know you've given someone a suggestion, and they're like, "Hey, thank you for that." You know? Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Well, I want to say thank you for for choosing this cultivar today. I mean, it is such an important story uh, in the history of uh, in the legacy of cannabis that if, if people didn't know about it, they needed to know about it. And then they can, you know, as we always say, pass it on, tell somebody who needs to know about this to check it out. And, and the advancements in, in medicinal cannabis, I'm sure are great, but you know, this is one of the original medicinal cannabis strains that doesn't get you high because it is CBD dominant. So Charlotte's web, uh, after the incredible youngster Charlotte Fiji and, and her family who fought so hard to get her some treatment. And while she is no longer with us, her legacy lives on with this cultivar and more. So Chris, thank you so much on this family day in Alberta for sharing such an important story for that family and for many others. Uh, I don't think we can talk about these kind of things uh, nearly enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Dino. And then, yeah, thank you for having me, man. It was a, it was a pleasure being here.
Yeah, everybody has. 